The term industry plant has been thrown around a lot, of course, but I'd say that the two biggest controversies surrounding it in the past few years have primarily been targeted towards young female artists, specifically in regard to Claro and Billie Eilish. Now, before we get into this, for ultimate objectivity, I'm going to say that I I like Claro and Billie Eilish's music. I don't, I'm not crazy about them. I think there's some songs that I put in my playlist and some songs that I haven't. So I'm not on one side or the other immediately because of my taste towards their music. But yeah, so why do people call these two artists industry plants and why does it seem like this accusation gets directed with the most buzz towards young female artists and what can we do about it? First off, I'm going to go over a part of the industry plant accusation that's bullshit, that needs to kind of be taken down so we can really work out what an industry plant is. This has been said before, it's not original, but it's good for entertainment purposes as well. So there are too many people that use the term that don't understand how the industry works. Well, these people are in the minority, to be fair. Uh, But they have a problem with the fact that artists can come out with a few songs... One blows up and then they're instantly signed. But in the internet age, that's how the biggest artists get known, right? I'll go over, uh, I'll go over some examples later. But, you know, it can still happen more traditionally, of course. You can get scouted at a gig or whatever and then signed. That, of course, still happens. But the biggest artists tend to have a song blow up on the internet due to luck, usually. And, of course, their own skill, but luck plays a massive part in it. And they get signed. Now, young female artists often provide quite a bit of revenue to the record labels because of their target demographic of uh, teenage girls, usually. That's generalising, of course. Anyone can listen to Claro and Billy and like their music, I do. But that's generally the most engaged audience that they have, right? And that audience is a big revenue generator because of the sheer engagement that these artists can have with that target demographic of, generally speaking, teenage girls. Because of stan culture, which is, you know, popped up in the last few years, everyone knows about that. So it would be ridiculous to expect record labels not to sign someone with that image and that amount of engagement with their audience, who has already had a song blow up on the internet. So if you base your industry plant accusation purely off that, then it's ridiculous. Your argument's dead in the water, because why would a record label not sign them, you know? They're not an industry plant. So what's the more valid claim behind industry plant? Well, the issue people have is that when artists claim that they're homegrown or self-made, when in fact they were planted, but when it comes to Billy and Claro, they don't claim this. If we start with Claro, her dad is a marketing executive, And that's the main reason for suspicion behind her success. But her song Pretty Girl blew up. The music video blew up on YouTube. It had millions of views by the time that she got an interview with The Fader, which is a pretty damn big deal for a new artist. And people were saying, well, her dad probably had connections or helped her along the way to get that interview and blow up even further. But to be honest, she already had millions of views on that video before she got the fader interview 
So she would have deserved it anyway, surely. Maybe her dad had connections in Fader, which, you know, there are videos covering that. But she still would have deserved it anyway. And why would her dad not help her out there? I mean, this has happened time and time again. If you think about, like, the YouTube algorithm just puts music videos in loads of people's recommended sections and then those videos get huge amounts of views just because the YouTube algorithm's chosen them or whatever. You can see that happened with Boy Pablo, with... I can't remember what the song was called, but they're all squinting up into the sun. Great video. That happened with them. Uh, I think Lil Yossi, maybe. And uh, Half Alive, the band, Still Feel, had an amazing music video that suddenly popped up in everyone's recommended section. Everyone in their YouTube comments was going mental about, you know, ah, recommended does it again, or whatever people say in YouTube comment sections. So yeah, this is a common occurrence. It's not rare. Yet we see Clara being specifically targeted for that just because her dad happens to be a marketing executive in some random companies that may have a connection to music marketing. So yeah, there's a video made by a guy called Hype Sage. I haven't seen any of his other videos. I don't know what he's like. This is just purely based off this one video. But he goes over the accusation that Claro is a industry plant. And she says all the stuff about her dad, like I said before. But there's one specific point in the video where he discusses the fact that she was put on the bill for a Tyler the Creator show that had a bunch of big acts on it. Um, you know, Brockhampton was on there and some others I can't remember but you know that was when Brock Captain was getting massive in December 2017 that's when the show happened and she was put on the bill for that and he brings up the fact that her performance there bombed it's, you can look it up on YouTube it's a bit embarrassing to watch it is it's definitely not the best performance you'll ever see and he says that and Hype Sage says that it seems like she had no live experience at all, and yet suddenly she's got massive and was put on the bill for this. It's something seems suspicious. I really disagree. I mean, this show was in December 2017, right? Pretty Girl blew up in August 2017, and of course, she already had millions of listeners by then. And if the opportunity for her came, if Tyler invited her to that show, then of course she would take it. And Hype Sage says that maybe she was rushed or placed there by a manager and he uses that claim to somehow justify the fact that she's an industry plant. I mean, would her management not do that? It would be bad management if they said to her, you know, there's an opportunity for you to play at this massive Tyler the Creator show, uh, but we're not going to put you on there because you're not ready. Of course they wouldn't do that. They'd bang her on there immediately. That's massive exposure for her. And yeah, she seemed nervous, but because, I mean, she hadn't had much live experience by that point. She'd only been famous for, a f like, what, a few months, three, four months? Hype said she also brings up the fact that she wouldn't mention her dad in interviews, the fact that he's a marketing executive, and that that's suspicious, that he probably helped her along the way. But why would she? Why would she mention him? She'd get even more shit if she did, because it would be out there and people wouldn't, you know... Be conspiring about it people would just be able to see oh well she's clearly an industry plant because she mentioned her dad's a marketing executive 
she would have no reason to mention that in interviews. I don't think that's an argument that she's a industry plant either. And at the end of the day, she's as self-made as any other internet famous artist. Because she made Pretty Girl, which is, you know, a very self-made vibe to it. She said in interviews that the video took like 30 minutes to make because she just set up a webcam and was like singing into it with, you know, amateur editing and stuff. And she has claimed that herself, but I think all the other previous points really disproved the fact that she could be an outright industry plant. She does, you know, have a self-made vibe to her or a homegrown vibe to her, but like she can't be an industry plant just because her dad was a marketing executive. If we move on to Billy, the whole claim that she's an industry plant is that her brother is an experienced actor and producer and makes a lot of her beats or like all of her beats. That's the entire argument. When, I mean, in every single interview, she like tries to incorporate her brother, I swear, like Phineas is there and and I'm sure, of course, he must get a massive amount of the revenue from her music because he literally produces all her tracks. They never hide the fact that Billy and her brother worked together on their music. Billy Eilish as a project is a collaboration between Billy and her brother. They never hide that. They openly say, like, Phineas produced all the tracks, I sang on them. So instantly there, like, a whole swathe of people claiming she's an industry plant is is, is bullshit, because she never claims that she does everything by herself. And this is really pushed to a stupid extent in a video by a guy called Progress. Three S's. Again, like Hype Sage, I haven't seen any other of his videos. I don't know what he's like, but so I'm just basing it off this one video. He shows a clip of the React video, the Fine Bros React video. Billie Eilish reacts to teens react to Billie Eilish. So it's Billie in a Fine Bros video reacting to teens in a Fine Bros video reacting to her music. And in the Teens React video, one of them mentions how her first hit song, Ocean Eyes, uh, how she was only 14. She says like, oh, she was only like 14 when, when this came out, right? And then Billy, reacting to that video, just says, I was 13. That's all she says. I'm not paraphrasing, that's literally the quote. And Progress, my dude Progress, he takes that one clip and manipulates the use of the word made by the teen in the React video to claim that Billy was saying that she made the entire song. Her brother produced it. But just Billy cor correcting the age that she was when she made that track, he somehow manages to stretch and twist that so much and say, no, you didn't make the track, your brother made the track, you just did the vocals on it. It's such a stretch, it's ridiculous to me that that's a point that he included in the video, but... Yeah, so... If Billy had the resources and connections available, then would she not use it? And that goes for Claro and any other artist or any creative endeavour that anyone's doing ever. I mean, the fact is, if you don't have the resources or the connections, then you're, you know, 
a step further away from getting big. And that's a sad fact of, you know, creative careers or creative paths, but it's true. I mean, this is a vocal equipment I'm using right now. I bought off my sister for a discounted sibling rate. If if I hadn't done that, then I probably wouldn't be making this right now. You know? It'd be stupid not to use your resources and connections available. And that's the thing about the industry plant accusation. A lot of people can't stand to see successful creatives using resources that they had available to them in order to get big. But that's literally how every person's done it in the history of man. You've got to be really lucky if you have no connections or no resources available to you from the start. You've got to be so lucky if you're going to make it. And that's, you know, you can say that's sad, but even is it? I don't see another way that that could work in a creative industry, but there you go. So that was a kind of cover of the accusations of industry plant towards Clara and Billie Eilish. That's the context there. So I want to get to the main rub of the question now and discuss why this seems to mainly have the biggest controversy towards young female artists. So like I said at the beginning, I'd say the two biggest industry plant controversies in the past few years were definitely Claro and Billy. Uh, there were others accused who were male and not necessarily young, like uh, Chance the Rapper or Logic or Post Malone. They've all been accused of being an industry plant in the past few years, but they, I feel like that didn't generate as much buzz at all as Claro and Billy did. I mean, if we look at Post Malone as an example. Again, like Claro and Billy, no bias because I like his music or whatever. I like some of his songs. I don't like some of his songs. There you go. But if we look at the example of Post in contrast to Billy and Claro, he became famous in the exact same way. He came up with White Iverson. It blew up overnight. And now he's one of the biggest artists in the world. Massively rich. And he did that seemingly against all odds in terms of his image it feels you know if I was a okay I'm gonna put on my conspiracy theorist role right now if I was one then I would say Post Malone is an industry plant because he against all odds in terms of his image a white dude with cornrows at the time tries to blend rock and trap and hip hop together in his track White Iverson and suddenly it blows up and then you know he he claims he's self-made as well you can't say he doesn't claim he's self-made because he does he's one of his biggest songs congratulations is all about him making it you know working hard and then making it in the industry so if I was a conspiracy theorist I'd absolutely say Post Malone is an industry plant I'm not I don't believe that I don't think he is I think he's a dude that got lucky but I'd say against the odds he became one so I'd say well he probably had the connections and was planted by the industry so if we contrast that with Billy and Claro I think the lack of controversy around the accusation of Post Malone being an industry plant is startling in contrast so there's a really revealing stigma in the industry towards young female artists and this accusation so if we look at why, why is this the problem? Well, it's impossible that women are naturally less creative and experimental than men are, because that's blatant sexism. If if I said, 
that uh, white people are more creative or more experimental than black people, that would be awful racism. That would be a really shit thing for me to say. And I'm glad I'm not saying that. So it can't be that, that that's the case for women. It can't just be that that's how it is. So why is it that it seems that young female artists tend to be corralled into the role of pop singer-songwriter? Broad sense in the terms of pop, like Billy, like experimental dark pop or Claro, bedroom pop, whatever. But pop singer-songwriter. It seems that most young female artists are put into that genre. So why does that happen? While men tend to dominate other scenes like hip-hop or rock or metal or all of those sub-genres, it's mostly men. I'd argue that it's due to an old-fashioned take on male entrepreneurialism. Masculinity encourages boys and men to experiment in endeavours and seize opportunity in a capitalistic environment, while traditional femininity has always encouraged the opposite. You know, the the entire of the feminist movement in the past century or however long longer has been about uh, liberating women from the idea that they can't that they shouldn't seize opportunity or they shouldn't uh, experiment in their own endeavors so this is a society-wide issue obviously and we've obviously seen huge strides made literally in the last century so why is it why why does the entertainment industry still still seem to need to catch up to that young female artists are discouraged from diving headfirst into the into genre bending and experimental ideas due to the perceived norm that a male dominated industry presents if uh so so when a, a young female artist tries to meld into or collaborate with male dominated genres like hip hop and use experimental ideas then that becomes a breeding ground for mostly subconsciously sexist accusations of industry plant there's there's um conscious sexist accusations as well obviously there are some shitheads out there but most of the time i feel it is subconscious so exactly like claro and billy did they kind of well claro they kind of Oh, no, both Clara and Billy, my words are shit, both Clara and Billy melded into the hip-hop scene, right? Claro collaborated with Reggie Snow and generally is integrated into that scene. Billy even more so, probably, because, you know, as you see on her social media, she hangs around with loads of uh, hip-hop artists. Like, she's really good mates with Earth Gang, uh, you know, other people like that. So that's kind of where the subconscious industry plant suspicion is rooted because they're not sticking to the pop singer-songwriter genre in a non-experimental way. They're branching out, they're trying to experiment. Billy is obviously very experimental in her music. So yeah, I think that's where industry plant towards young female artists come from. And you could say, for an example, you could say, you could argue back that well someone like Anna of the North right she has a soft electro pop vibe in her music and she kind of melded into other genres she's collaborated with with 
many hip hop artists. Um, of course, she was on Flower Boy a lot, Scumfuck Flower Boy by Tyler. She collaborated with Reggie, collaborated with Reggie Snow. She's very much integrated into that scene. Yet people don't call her an industry plant, which is a fair point. But I'd say Anna of the North is twenty-seven, uh, which is no by no means old in the real world, right? Twenty-seven isn't old, but in in the music industry, compared to Billy and Claro, she's like a decade older than them. Claro less, but Billy literally Anna of the North is a decade older than her. So I feel like her age there means she's viewed as more palatable or respectable by male-dominated genres because she has, you know, whatever experience she has for being 27. So this is, it's targeted towards a lot of female artists, but young female artists in particular. So there's an endemic problem with attitudes towards female artists for all ages. That's, you know, there's many studies on that and it's true. There's rampant sexism in the industry, but for this discussion, it is mostly focused towards young female artists. So, it's hard to work out what to do, because this is, as I said before, it seems like a whole societal problem, this subconscious sexism, but in terms of the entertainment industry, the entertainment industry still really needs to catch up. So, how do we make it go faster? Well, I mean, since the whole Me Too movement, there's uh, the foot's been on the accelerator pedal to get rid of this stigma and uh, inequality towards young female artists in contrast with male artists and get them into more wider genres of music and stuff. So how can we keep that accelerator pedal down and keep it going? Well... I'd say we need to make a conscious effort to listen to more female artists, to branch out, because it's not a bad thing to to find new music, to find more music that you like. It can be seen as an effort, sure, but like if you're a lover of music, then it shouldn't be an effort. It should be a pleasure to find more music. And people will say that it's due to music taste, which I can understand, right? I feel like I feel like it is true that a lot of people generally gravitate more towards male artists, male musical artists. Uh, I couldn't say why that is, that's a whole nother discussion, but people might say, well, you know, it's just my music taste that I prefer male artists over female ones, and sure, like, okay, but have you tried? That sounds patronising, I don't want to come across as patronising, but like, because that's how I used to be, right? Uh, Spotify did this thing a few years ago, like 2016 or 2017, where uh, it analysed your playlist for the amount of female artists or something like that and back then I only listened to like rock and post-hardcore and various m- sub-genres of metal and stuff so uh, my playlist came out with like 99% male and 1% female and if I were to do that again now in 2019 where my music taste has broadened massively it would be more like 30% female and 70% male, that's right, all I've got to do maths. And it's it's still a majority male, obviously, so it's still a problem, and I'm still trying to actively find more female artists that I like, because my players are dominated by male artists, but, you know, finding new music's never going to be a bad thing. 
so yeah we can make a conscious effort to find more female artists young or not it'll always help either young or not it doesn't have to be specifically young artists but in order to combat this stigma that's what needs to be done and uh, so I've compiled the list actually I'll put it in whatever description or you know version of whatever streaming site I put this up on this has uh, I've made a small list of some female artists that I think are really worth listening to and that I really recommend and I love listening to and also I'd say subscribe to YouTube channels that cover new music Anthony Fantano is the, the obvious one and is going to be a bit of a meme to mention him because I'm like the typical Anthony Fantano viewer if you made a starter pack this is that's what an answer uh Fantano viewer would look like but you know there's also many other music reviewers and or just covers of new music in general that make great videos on new artists uh alpha media is a fantastic channel he covers so many new artists that are amazing uh and reviewers like sean c or uh tabby are great sources of music for me so yeah i'd say this conscious effort to find more female artists and make them big is really going to help along because there's too many young female artists having their potential ruined by you know being discouraged and seeing all this industry plant accusation and and the stigma surrounding them they're being discouraged from entering the music scene and there's a lot of talent that's never being discovered there i'm sure there is so how can it be bad to want more great music in the world? That's a hell yeah. <laughs>